0: I've really liked seeing all of the positive tweets and responses and everything in response to the loss of the, the late, great Nichelle Nichols. Have you seen any of that?
1: I have not. I don't have social media Oh, anymore. that's right. That's right. You but, have anti-social uh, media, just uh, just like a an landline. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, a fr- okay. yeah. It's like having a landline. So yeah. a friend of mine basically shared with me that she passed and then yeah. I kind of looked it up and I was like, oh man, like, yeah, it's true. I was pretty sad to hear that of her yeah. passing. She was pretty influential in the world of star trek and absolutely um well, i think just simply breaking many barriers exactly
0: yeah so of course yeah michelle nichols best known for playing lieutenant uhura on the original star trek and at the time it was uh you know it was it was a huge deal to have a black woman mm-hmm. in, in a command position of the enterprise having her be yeah you know, seen as an equal with with the other officers you know it was uh it was a it was a huge huge deal. So much so that when she was considering quitting the show, Martin Luther King Jr. came to her and was like, "You can't like this. It is, this is yeah. so important." And that's just mind boggling, you know. And you hear uh, later, not you know, not just actresses, but I I think specifically of like Whoopi Goldberg saying like seeing Lieutenant Uhura on TV was one of the things that like told her that she could accomplish things that she could do the things that she wanted to yeah. do. And you know, society at that time was kind of saying the opposite, so it's amazing the the things that that character and particularly her portrayal of that character was able to kind of move forward in culture and in society and and really in the world yeah. so pretty amazing Each
1: one. welcome to this Endorian life a star wars podcast from the radio meanwhile network my name is steve rudd I'm Nick Gunning, and we're following
0: the Ewoks from *Return of the Jedi* to the Ewok TV movies, the '80s cartoon, and beyond.
1: And beyond. Today, we are discussing Season Two, Episode Five. No letters. Full episode. That's right. Night of the Stranger. Night of the Stranger. Yep. One of the
0: few full-length episodes of Season Two.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's, there was only. It was a couple, right? It's like four. There's like
0: four. there's like four. The Rage was yeah. one, and yeah, here's another one. Uh, I'm going to tell you right off the start. I thought this one was pretty solid. This one is good. It's up there. uh,
1: Full length. It is. They got it. Yeah, I guess so. I I guess they do.
0: I guess they do. Once again, the episode's uh, written by Paul Dini, directed by Dale Schott. It originally aired on October 11th, 1986, and was released on VHS as part of the compilation Battle for the Planet Endor. Oh, yeah. Our featured cast member today, uh, I'm bringing this one up specifically in honor of Mm -hmm. the mustache that you grew as a result of Top Gun Maverick. Because in, uh, yeah, I see it. Still I see it. it. It's it's thick. you will have it. It's thick. Oh, yeah. Uh, in 1996, <laughs> Denny Delk, who plays Wicket 2.0 here, joined the cast of the yep. video game Top Gun, Fire at Will, playing the role of Strike. The game was available on mm-hmm. Windows, DOS, Mac, and PlayStation. And James Tolkien reprised his role of uh, one of the commanding officers. They call He's Stinger in the movie, and they call him Hondo in this. But I assume it's meant to be the same character. Uh, this is the only uh, okay. time one of the cast members from Top Gun ever appeared in the voice casts of any of the games. So Denny wow, Delk is okay. in this game here uh, as uh, Strike. Uh, the game was followed by a sequel two years later called Top Gun Hornet's Nest. Have you played any of the Top
1: Gun games? I have not, but I feel like I recognize the name Hondo. Isn't that used in Star Wars as one of the pilot's names? Yeah. Yep, there is a Hondo okay. in Star Wars.
0: Yeah. yeah, the only the only Top Gun game I've ever played is the one for the original
1: Game Boy, oh. and it's hard. It's weird and it's hard to hard to control. <laughs> it's like, all the games were hard back then. They were hard. Well, that's true. Right? I mean, that's yeah. true. But I think
0: particularly like flying games in that era, it's like God bless them for mm. trying, but man, it's like next <laughs> to impossible.
1: <laughs> now, now, like since I've like looked up a lot of Top Gun stuff, I see videos that pop up that are like, oh, uh you know check this out and i'm like i look at it and it looks so real but it's actually like flight simulator games and i'm like man oh. they, they look so real That's now cool. like the the detail on the planes and the lighting it's just yeah i mean blue sky it's hard not to get that wrong sure the planes yeah. are so detailed so yeah they come a long yeah. way since game boy <laughs> since
0: game boy since original game boy yeah yeah you yeah. can play oh, it man you can play it next time we're together i'll, I'll try yeah i'll try <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's get into our synopsis here
1: for Night of the Stranger. All right, let's go. Uber detailed plot of Season 2, Episode 5, Night of the Stranger. A rift in space appears over Endor, and a comet of light emerges, careening towards the forest moon. Meanwhile, Logre, sensing evil in the night, tells Wicket and Tebow of a time long ago when the night spirit was banished using the sun star and vows to find the source of evil that he now senses again. Soon, Wicket and Tebow spot the comet and clumsily race to warn the village, believing they mistook the comet for a lantern bird. Chief Chirpa resumes the belt of honor ceremony, while Wicket and Tebow go look for where they believe the comet landed. Nisa and Latara secretly follow them. They find the comet when Tebow accidentally falls into its crater it appears that something broke out of the comet from inside. Mm. They hear something strange in the woods, not knowing that a great evil looms. So they hide in a tree. Waiting for the right moment, they jump onto the strangers, only to find it's just Nisa and Latara. The night stranger that we saw looming in the woods appears to the Dulocs, and a deep voice commands them to follow him to the Ewok village. Terrified, they obey. While the Ewoks carry the empty comet back to the village, the Soul Trees speak to Tebow, thrashing him about violently. They are clearly upset. Suddenly the comet they've been carrying vanishes before the group's very eyes. Stunned, the group decides to find Master Logre. Logre is currently wandering a part of the forest that was once full of evil. Several large obelisks rise violently from out of the ground. Two of them tip over and crumble on top of Logray, trapping him underneath. Back at the village, the Night Stranger commands the Dulocks to attack. The attack allows the Night Stranger to recover the Sunstar from Logray's hut. Wicket demands that the Night Stranger give the stone back, but the Stranger uses the stone's power to trap them on a bridge. The village Ewoks manage to drive off the Duloks and work furiously to save the four younger Ewoks. The Night Stranger releases the Duloks, telling them they served their purpose. Back at the village, Chief Chirpa discovers the Sunstar is gone. Chirpa commands everyone to head to the swamps. Despite the young Ewoks trying to tell them that they know who took the Sunstar, Chief Chirpa orders the warriors to the swamps anyway. The young Ewoks realize they are the ones who must get the Sun Star back because, after all, they are almost warriors. Nick's favorite little critter tells them which way the stranger is headed. His biggest Meanwhile, role to date. I loved it. I know, right? I was like stunned. Meanwhile, Logre manages to retrieve his staff, and using what looks like the Force, he briefly lifts the rocks so that he can roll out from underneath, only to be confronted by the Night Stranger, a Wizard of the Night Spirit. Mm. Before he can do anything, the Night Stranger traps Logray in a magical force field, showing him a vision of the world he was banished to, vowing they will trade places. Suddenly, the vision changes to the young Ewoks making their way there. The stranger is stunned, they know. Quickly, he turns a thorny vine into a giant spiny dragon and commands it to seek out the young Ewoks. While the Ewoks are stuck in the muck, the dragon attacks Latara, who attempts to strike up a conversation with the beast to stall time so Tebow can find his potions. Tebow finds his potions, but it ended up being Itching Potion as opposed to Shrinking Potion. It actually works, however, and Wicket snags a scale from off of the giant glob monster before it flees. That's what it's called. They said that yes, they did. in yep. one yep. glob, glob monster. monster. Yep. Back in the evil place, the stranger sets the stone down, evil side up, and it emits a beam into the sky, causing two nearby moons to converge, opening a doorway from his world to Endor so his kind may come through. The Ewoks discover the ritual and attack the stranger. Another rift opens in space and hundreds of monsters come out from the other world. At that moment, the Ewok warriors arrive to attack the intruders. Wicket and Nisa snare a monster and it pulls them into the air. Tebow can't find the potion he wants and keeps accidentally thwarting the evil monsters with random magic items. Tebow is confused when Latara kisses him for saving her life. Wicket and Latara swing into the Night Stranger, causing the spell to waver slightly. Logre calls to them to flip the Sun Star, and the spell will be reversed. Nisa uses her lasso to flip the stone, reversing the hold on Logre. A large magic whirlwind forms, pulling in all the evil monsters. The Stranger... The evil stranger, the Night Stranger, that is, manages to latch onto Wicket, pulling him in. In the tussle, his belt of honor falls off. Nisa picks it up and throws the belt at the Night Stranger, causing him to lose his grip on Wicket before he disappears into the magic whirlwind. With all the monsters gone, Low Grey free, and the Sunstar back in Ewok hands, all Wicket can think of is his lost belt of honor. Well, except for his one feather that drifts slowly into his hands. (laughs) Back at the village, Chief Chirpa thanks the young Ewoks for helping them save the Sunstar. In return, Chirpa offers them a gift, which of course they all guess what it is. Guessing wrong, they are given the gift of bravery beads. (laughs) The young Ewoks are not content asking if they come in a bigger size or a different color. Chirpa ignores them as they walk back into the village. Roll credits. Oh yeah, this was this was good.
0: It was pretty solid, to be honest. My yeah. my first reaction, like right when it started, I was like, "Are we seeing
1: space?" Because I don't think that we have seen space this whole cartoon, have we? We have not really seen space. Nope. Yeah, uh, I, I don't believe so. And yeah. we've there. There was the involvement of the moons. There. There was yeah. so much in this episode that yeah. broke like the The norm like he, here here's my here's my big thing from this did we see Logre use the force that's Great. what so i thought that's what so i thought he, he's he so uses he's trapped. the
0: force. he's he's like trapped under some rubble and he's trying to reach his staff yep. and he reaches out in a very like jedi way and like kind of strains yep. and shakes his hand, and the the thing comes to him then after that he yep. seems to be using the power of the staff but it that seems to focus time. his
1: power, right? That, yeah. that makes sense. That yeah. is something that, like, yeah, that, like, um, what would you get? concentrates his power and allows yeah. it to be stronger, you know? Right.
0: Yeah. I thought the same that, thing. The, the imagery certainly looked like the use of the
1: Force. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, here we are. That's it. Yeah. This is Star Wars. This is, I thought that was this pretty is cool. the first, like, real Star Wars episode. We had space. Yeah. We had moons. Yeah. We, I mean,. Here's the crazy thing that Endor's a moon as well. Yeah. So these are just two other moons that are yeah. in that. You right. Know. Right. Well, yeah, that's, that's we're, what we're, I was,
0: yeah. I, I was feeling the same thing. And I was thinking about the fact that here we are in 1986. So we're three years out from return of the Jedi. And as far as anybody knows, like this is all of star Wars, you know, like at this point, yeah, the the droid shows over, you know, the first season of Ewoks mm-hmm. is underway at this point, like in the world, the only new thing that was Star Wars that was being produced was this, you know, and yeah. so to have this one kind of have some Star Warsy hallmarks, I was like, man, I bet people if anybody was taking the show seriously, still at this point must have been like, oh, sick, finally, we're getting a little bit of, a, you know, a Star Wars payout. So, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I liked it quite sure. a bit. Yeah.
0: And we felt that oh, too. Man. like, the, when uh, when Kendra was here last well, not Sharknado, but prior to that, Gift for right, Shadu. Right. Uh there were some things in there too that we felt like were were relatively uh Star Warsy. So that's two in
1: a row Star now that at least yeah.
0: kind of giving us that vibe. But no, I had a I had a good time in it. I thought the the Night Stranger was legit creepy like the design was very creepy yes um very creepy you go for a long time seeing like spindly white arms and sort of a ripped purple cloak uh, and everything else is in shadow and that was creepy enough and then when you actually see them i was watching this with my son and he actually recoiled like he was genuinely like oh my god really oh yeah because when they pull away it reminded me a lot of like the um you know that Batman story Stephen Gohart wrote uh, about the Joker fish where you get like the smiling like the fish smiling with the Joker's face? You ever read that? Oh no. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, I never that, read that. That's what it seemed like. It really like they had that big wow, creepy yeah. like jokery grin and the jagged teeth and there's something Long about their teeth. Yeah. Yes. That's the thing their proportions are so weird that it just like you can't wrap your head around it. It was it was yeah. genuinely creepy and it definitely Very sunlight, unnatural unnatural yeah you're right you're yeah. right uh i also thought that it was a little bit more like i mean you know the dulox have tried to like tie up the ewoks and there's been like threats but the night stranger sets both sides of the bridge on fire and is like you're gonna die here tonight you know yeah he's like you've That's served crazy, your purpose, right? and now you're dead so he's like straight up trying to murder the ewoks and i felt like that too <laughs> yeah. was a little bit of uh, an escalation at the very least and, yeah, there and was some peril, like real yeah. peril, right? Yeah, that's two. <clears throat> that's two perils in a row. Cause again, get for a shadow, yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on there. But when they when they're fighting later, Wicked is like eat worms and die or something like that. Do you remember that line? Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, okay. Wicked just like threatened, like cursed him to death. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I thought it was kind of like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> I thought the tone of season two was goofy and now we're having like attempted murder and wicket like cursing him.
1: Man, it was a, yeah. th- it was another thing too that that stuck out to me. It was the the evil place, right? Think of mm. <clears throat> think of Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. The, I've seen Endor it. Endor yeah. must Endor must be a place of like force strength or something like that force concentration mm-hmm. because remember yeah. in return of the jedi luke goes to a place that is strong in the dark side on endor right on endor oh no wait oh that was dagobah yeah right, yeah, so, yeah. Dagobah. okay so not Endor. Ne- sorry about that yep dagobah but a parallel right on yeah, dagobah sir. there was yeah. a place that was evil that was that was easily sensed as that and that on endor another place where Logan yeah. was like this place yeah is of great it's just evil dark and bad. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so and that, that's I, that's crazy another star wars nod you know?
0: I feel like um Nisa's little uh I don't know whatever you want to call it hook on a rope is kind of yeah, like I don't know the what to call that I don't either uh it's kind of <laughs> like the new glider for me I'm like yes she's doing it uh, because, she's, it out. Yep. because she's been using it a lot. I, I really, yep. I don't know. For the last couple episodes, I've liked what they're doing with Nisa. And I liked early on before stuff really goes crazy. She's talking about how like her father really needs to start letting her in on these things because she's going <laughs> to run this whole tribe one day and he's not teaching her the yeah. things that she needs to know. And I thought that was kind of a, you know, that's a good theme. Yep. Like as <clears> we've discussed <throat> many times, like I don't really get why they felt the need to make the Ewoks children because I certainly didn't get a children vibe in the movies um right but that at least like they were using it for the benefit by by saying she's trying to like grow into a leader which i thought was yeah you know kind she eventually of
1: a, will i think yeah i think even a in a she eventually does right yeah
0: i think so I and think, you know yeah. Te- Te- tebow's mm-hmm. using the magic wicket is back to kind of working on getting all of his whatever his merit badges is for his little boy scout sash yeah
1: yeah that, so I, yeah that's that's a weird thing to me that like Think back of all the the, the his patches or his yeah. trophies, right? I mean, the ones that are on there, like Nisa got one of them for him, pretty much <laughs> right. saved their life. Yeah, but he gets the trophy. Right. The other one, they accidentally like run into something, and so does the other guy. Yeah, so it's not even like for real. And then this one, he's like, "Oh wait, guys, while while the dragon is careening in itchy pain, I'm gonna go over and steal a, a scale from it and put it on yeah. my belt." And it's just like, but Tebow gave him and you didn't even defeat it yeah right i noticed that too and then right away it's shallow all of his victories are like truly shallow right so it's almost fitting that he loses it and he's like oh no and i'm thinking i'm thinking yes all of his (laughs) fake trophies are gone
0: you still (laughs) have everything you earned which is nothing so
1: (laughs) i think he did earn the feather because i think they all earned it. he might have yeah he might have
0: his yeah, belt of
1: honors just as big right <laughs> like, yeah we're not talking about hers yeah, yeah. right of course
0: uh, i was as I was watching this you know i was I really was kind of enjoying it a lot more than I was expecting to yeah. And I don't know maybe season two is not as bad as as it felt like it was going to be because we've had I feel like maybe three in a row now um that have been pretty decent overall and I felt like this was pretty good too right I did have a i did have an oak of Arc moment. Uh, okay. And it's it's okay. really I don't really like how far they're leaning into like basically playing Latara as like the valley girl of the Ewoks. You know, she's like, yeah, she's, she's the makeup one, you know, which is just kind of like, OK, whatever. But yeah, um, the
1: cheerleader. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, they're just kind of like, the cheerleader. I Cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ugly one. Um, yeah. I, I like but, but if man is strong bad still a thing is that still i bet it's not it's probably not it only lives it only lives in our memories
1: i was saying Uh, it to somebody the other day and they were like i don't know what you're talking about i'm like jeez generational gap right there
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if you don't know, uh, homestarrunner.com was like flash cartoons and it was, you know, uh, ostensibly about Homestar Runner but Strong Bad who was sort of the villain eventually became uh, the primary focus of that site. Yeah, and it was, it was just, just
1: pre-YouTube, pre-YouTube I checked, much, yeah, right? basically, yeah.
0: yeah, pretty much. I checked that site like daily for updates. Loved it so much. Oh, yeah. but anyway, anyway. Uh, all of Cut that herring, say, herring yeah. all of that to say that I don't really like what they're doing with Latara, and I thought the stupidest thing that happened was when they were trying to fight the what was it the Glop monster? What were they calling that thing? It was the like a giant snake monster, monster. Glop monster, glop, yeah. They're like distracted, so she starts like flirting with it. You know what I mean? She's like, "So, what <laughs> yeah. are you? What are you up to? What's your favorite?" I was just like, "No, I don't What's think so.
1: Color? I don't think so.
0: No, that's a no for me."
1: <laughs> and what it about just, you? Like, it's... Roars at her with its spiny tongue. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man.
0: Did, I, I you, think have, that's, did you, that's, you have
1: an oak of arc I, I think it was. Ju- I mean, just after that was something that bothered me more: the fact that Wicket went and took the scale, yeah like it was his trophy, and that yeah. was just like. But you didn't defeat. First of all, it's not defeated. Yeah. You didn't do it yet. You're you're gonna put that scale well, on your. You know, so yeah. I was just like, oh, that's such a shallow th- that that, that kind of bugged me that like, I feel I like Wicket would be bigger than that. Like he would yeah. want to earn truly earn well, his, you know, I agree. His, I agree. Uh, and I, th-
0: trophies. Th- I think that is definitely a weakness, as we've said of this season. And I think like back when Eric Nichols yeah. was on that episode, he was he was surprised by because he hadn't seen any of, of Wicket outside of the movie. And so he was surprised. This and he said, like, what is he like a Bugs Bunny type of character? And that's really stuck in yep. my mind because it kind of seemed like that is what they're doing this year, that he's just like this smart Alec guy who's trying to get away with stuff, which is just such a weird pivot. Uh so yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Uh what about what about your Ichiwawa moment?
1: Mine was the I think clear, clear force use by low gray yeah, that that, was pretty that, good. he reaches out that staff goes into his hand and the moment it does good. that that crystal on top glows like all of yeah. a sudden his power is enhanced mm-hmm. so yep that's that, a good one you know that i believe I, that that's like a kyber crystal type thing right is not that the, with the mm-hmm. kyber crystals yeah is yeah yeah, a, yeah aren't they aren't the jedis like attuned to it or something like that yeah. or they have to I know,
0: I yeah i think you're right but uh mm-hmm. yeah
1: like somebody somebody will correct us in the in, in twitter that's right, that's right. <laughs> and be like actually
0: technically. that's it that's, that's a good one though because it was yeah, yeah it was something we hadn't seen before and it was definitely of note when it happened yeah good choice yeah what about you you know really i think It was just the fact that we saw off of Endor, like we saw space, we saw things happening in space. We saw multiple moons. I I just, I guess I hadn't realized until that happened that we haven't seen anything off of Endor this whole time. We haven't seen space at all. Uh, And so when that happened, I was kind of like right on. Okay. So we're kind of like taking the next step here. So yeah, that, that was it for me The the space stuff I just thought was cool and, and tied it in a little bit more with, you know, Star Wars, which is which is why we're here yeah. to begin with. So,
1: Oh, you yeah, know what? there was something else that was really cool. So so the Sun Star, right, has just been this kind right. of like star, star yeah. of of good and evil kind of thing. But like it, that, 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 couple, has been, that, that has been that has
0: not been a consistent thing since season one, too, which is nice. It's right. one of the few, I think, yeah, like ongoing plots that's carried over this whole like the power this of is the, the Morag
1: plot. Yeah, that, that, yeah, the Morag one that continues. But but how crazy was it? Do you remember? Uh, and I noticed this. I had to rewind it because I was like, huh? Um, when Logre shows Wicket, the sun star, and he shows him the the, the shiny side, which is, I can't remember. The, there was that episode that they talk about both sides. I can't remember. But the golden side, the good side, and then Logre turns it, and you can see his reflection in it. And he turns it, and you see his reflection on the the evil side, and his reflection is all like... Grotesque. Did uh, you notice yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. That's really. I thought like, that's that's a little bit. That's a little cool thing that they that did in weird. there. And then the fact yeah. that like the sun star has just been this like powerful thing, but yeah. then we realize that like it's like a key to a different dimension. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. He puts that down, and two moons converge on each other. I just think of like the gra- the gravitational effects of two yeah. mer- moons converging, yeah. and then a rift in space opening, and hundreds mm-hmm. of aliens pour out of it. You know, like yep. it's like the Phantom Zone. Like they're just, they're trapped in there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a lot of wild things happen this episode. Yeah, we, get, we we hear really that didn't. little animal talking, the tree, uh ah, that's a right. tree squirrel <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Was that like, was oh, funny perfect. because it's
0: been just a background the whole time, and there it was in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. you know, I don't... Uh, I feel like the next episode, though, is going to go right back to, like, goofy little, like, oh, we got to help Latara right. steal lipstick. So I'm trying not to, like, get my hopes up, you know?
1: <laughs> I really want the blue one. We got to go yeah. to the, the, yeah. the blue shamoog swap. Let's you know... I'd be
0: in the fours for this one, as far as Yub Nubs go. I think this is a pretty solid episode overall, yeah. and I feel like not just for season two. I feel like for the whole everything we've watched so
1: far, I would put this, yeah. you know, top tier, I mean, probably top five. You know, yeah. So what? What do you think your uh, Yubnub is? Um, um, yeah, how many? Four. I don't. What?
0: I don't remember what I gave the Rage, and I still do no, like no, the Rage not... better.
1: Um oh, the Rage one is so good. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably say like. like in that area i was thinking 4.5 this one for me like yeah like it wasn't so 4.5 because it wasn't like my favorite episode but this one i was just like a diamond in the rough yeah right like i mean the episodes beforehand were were fairly good yeah but this one i was just like whoa things are things are happening like why did they wait till season two to do something like this yeah because this was so there was so many elements of star wars in this one
0: these conversations yeah. we have, I just feel like every week, it's like we don't know what to expect and like we feel like we have the series. I think it's because like we're trying to assign some sort of like meaning or purpose to it and I feel like it is just a ramshackle, just like, ah, throw this episode and throw this episode and I don't think there's thought yeah, behind right? it. So I think <laughs> we keep trying to peg like, what is their goal this, this season or with this show? Yeah, and, right. And I think their goal is just to like, put an episode out there to have the next episode. So that's, that's probably why it's yes. such a head scratcher for us. But Fillers.
1: There's a fill. Yep. Yeah. We we're going, man, what's going on? But it's really yeah. just a filler episode. It's, just, it's, it's like,
0: just a shuffle. Yeah. I feel like these episodes could have aired in any order without any thought given. So, you know, oh, yeah. Uh, still, I, it's been nice to be on a streak of, uh, of, of liking them. I, th- I think that's been fun.
1: Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Steve,
0: I got to tell you a little bit about some extracurricular activities I've been doing. Oh Yeah. Tell yes. Me. Uh you remember Crystal Storm, right? Uh, favorite guest of the show, Crystal Storm.
1: How could I forget? So our How favorite guest. Forget?
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I recently recorded an episode of her Star Wars audio drama, Star Wars Legacy. I played the character of Gaiden Co, who is a boss, and I'm in episode 16, which at our time of recording has just recently dropped. So if you've not been listening to the show, you can go and find that. Her website's crystalsimagination.com or you can just find this, put it in in whatever podcast feed you're using. Uh, and it's called star Wars legacy and you should be able to find it. But, uh, she, she's dropped some nice, uh, teasers for this show in there, which we always appreciate. Uh, and I was happy to be part of the cast for episode 16. And I know you recorded some lines too. So tell me about that.
1: Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned it. So was I, I will, act- I will actually be on the next episode. I uh, okay. general general Recton yeah. of the empire, the, the Imperial Navy. And so, uh, yeah, that uh, I had a lot of fun. I did too. Uh, I had a good time I doing doing it with uh, Christ- <laughs> Crystal. <laughs>
0: yeah, so Crystal messaged us and she's like, "All right, I've got roles for you guys, but I just need to know who wants to be a good guy and who wants to be a bad guy." And Steve was like,
1: "Bad guy, bad guy."
0: You called dibs so fast. I called dibs so fast. I
1: was like, yeah, I got to be the bad guy. Well, it's funny (laughs) when
0: I did it because of course, like we're all in different time zones, you know? And so we kept trying Mm -hmm. to find a time and and it was like, well, no, I'm working then. And she's like, oh, I'm working then. And then we had a date and we were off time zone wise. And so I was on at a different time. And so then we finally did it and I did it. um, I did my recording and it was the full cast, which was cool. You know, and I got to chat with some people. Yeah. And (laughs) so we did it. And we ran through it, you know, we recorded it three times uh, just to kind of like get the vibe of it. And then I was like, OK, bye, everybody. Thanks so much. And I'm like about to click off. And she was like, uh, Nick, uh, we weren't recording any of that. So we're going to have to do it all over again. <laughs> so, oh, no. so it was no big deal. It's not it's not a huge scene or anything, but it was so funny. So, yeah. So we had to uh, we had to roll it back to the beginning and do it again. So pretty fun. Pretty funny. On mine- yeah.
1: In mind she was reading the narration part, and I okay. didn't know where she had started. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to start about right here, and then started reading. But she had given me more, so I was just like reading through real quick, like, <laughs> trying to find where she was. She's like, yeah, yeah, you just come in when it's your part. And she stopped reading, and I was just like, oh, crap. Where am I? <laughs> she was like this. I mean, it probably was only like five seconds, but it was so, if, to me, it felt so long. Oh, sure. That's- yeah all i was thinking i gotta find where i'm at and she can totally edit this later <laughs> so yep. I thinking, and i finally came in and i was like our, the, the lines went the first time went really really well we did them twice and uh i was just like man sorry for that awkward <laughs> silence <And she> was <laughs> like, yeah it's <laughs> waiting for you to start yep. talking you know yeah but uh, oh man i had so much fun my character is great and she was like stunned that that voice came out of my mouth so it's gonna I'm, be really fun to i'm yeah i'm excited to, to, hear, to hear it because
0: i haven't heard i haven't heard any of your stuff yet either so yeah i'm looking forward yeah. to it anyway the show is called star wars legacy you can find it anywhere yes. you get your podcast it's on youtube as well uh we shared it from the Endorian life pages so you can look on either facebook mm-hmm. or twitter for that uh, Crystal's website, as I mentioned, CrystalsImagination.com, or you can follow her at Writer Streamer on Twitter. And she's uh she's always funny and fun, so so go ahead and check that yeah. out. Uh next time when we're back on Endor here, we're gonna be talking about season two, episode six A, Gone with the Mymphs with special guest Hillary from previously on X Men. All right. I can't wait. <laughs> I know. It's going to be a good time. The mints. The, the mints. Yeah. Will they be as good as the Jindas or the Guppins? We don't know. We'll find out.
1: Nothing will be as good as the Jindas. Oh, the Jindas are back in town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so stupid. <laughs> Jeez. This Endorian Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include 90s music got me like... Previously on X-Men, in 9021, here we go! Yeah. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter, at Endorian Life, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Each
1: one! Come one, come all! On. We don't take money! Only tips!